The increasing amount of misinformation has made patients more skeptical than ever. So how do you build credibility, especially when you're new to the healthcare field? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the White Coat Academy podcast, your source for all things personal and professional development as a new healthcare provider. Join me, Dr. Emily Funk Reynolds, as we navigate the challenges young doctors face in treating patients today and work to better ourselves beyond our clinical care. As some of you guys know, my mom is a private practice dentist, and when I was in high school, I started working for her in the office, and I remember one time I was assisting as she was taking out a patient's old silver filling, and I was holding the suction, and I missed a piece of the amalgam, and I said, oops, let me get that, and I'll never forget it because I remember after the patient left, she took me aside and said, Don't ever say oops when you have an instrument in someone's mouth. And that experience just really stuck with me because from then on, I became conscious of patient perception in practice and when we're working on patients, how they look at us. So when I went into my training through dental school, this was something that I kind of always looked out for. And I like watching people and seeing how different people interact. So I have seen a lot of things that work well and some things that work not so well from my experience in dental school, looking at my classmates, my faculty, um, and now in residency. And being that I look so young and am female, this is something that has been really important for me in terms of building credibility with my patients. A lot of people have a lot of different styles, but one thing seems to be a common factor among all the people that I've seen who relate well to their patients and have good professional relationships. So what I've seen is that the key to credibility is trust. For a number of reasons, the days where people innately trust you because you're a doctor are gone. And this is especially true if you're a young doctor because you're not a seasoned professional. So the question is, how do you build that trust and inherently that credibility with your patients? Building trust starts with patients before they even come into your office. So look yourself up on the internet because patients will. Make sure information that is out there about you is accurate and positive. So if you Google your name and your Facebook page comes up and the first thing is a photo of you drinking on a Saturday night, probably doesn't make you look too credible. Would you want that type of person operating on you? Along with that, it's not just making sure that you don't show yourself partying on a Saturday night. You want to have high quality photos on a well-designed website also having a social media page with relevant and helpful content if you want some more tips on social media you can go back to last week's episode with dr kong about building a brand that matches with your practice style And if you're young, it can be especially difficult to make yourself look credible. But one of the ways that you can really do that is to publish articles with information relative to your specialty. And now that doesn't mean that you have to do research and get it published in clinical journals. Arguably, I would say that that makes you 
appear credible to your peers, but maybe not necessarily your patients. To reach patients, you want to do things like publish blog posts on your website or pitch articles to local publications. Anything that you can do to get yourself out there as a thought leader in your field will help to build your credibility, especially when you're young and people might be more critical of your actual clinical skill. A second piece of that is reviews. Whether we like it or not, reviews are becoming more and more a realistic part of healthcare practice. So if a patient has a good experience, ask them to write you a review because typically people only think to go and review if they have a bad experience. But if you ask them, a lot of times they will be willing to do it for you to help you out when they like you and have a good experience at your practice. 90% of people said that online reviews were important to them when choosing a healthcare provider. So that's a big deal and is something that you can really capitalize on if you ask people to help you out with good reviews and by the same token can really hurt you if someone goes on there and writes a negative review. It's pretty much inevitable that at some point during your practice, someone will write a bad review about you because you just can't please everyone. And it can be really helpful when you do get that negative review to have a slew of other positive reviews to kind of cancel that one out. Ultimately, people flock towards people that they know, like, and trust. So if people have a good experience with you, they will likely refer their friends to you. And a friend liking you is basically giving you instant credibility. I mean, think about it. How many things have you done because one of your friends recommended it to you? The other piece of that is your reputation. You want to affiliate with other good doctors that are maybe more established than you are and impress them because if somebody's doctor who they already know, like, and trust, say, refers to you for a different type of care, their patient's inherently trust their judgment so they will be more likely to then trust you so be conscious of the other doctors in your community and make sure that you agree with their ideals and practice styles to strengthen your patient base in the best way possible Okay, so you present well externally and you get patients in the door. You get them to come see you, but that's really only half the battle. Then it's up to you to develop your trust even further and build that credibility in your actual patient interactions. So just like we started before patients get into your office, you want to start again with appearance. So look the part. Now that means dress professionally Make sure that you have professional communication with your patients in your paperwork and intake forms and just the way that you conduct yourself. Now, I'm not saying that you need to adhere to a style that is not yours. You want to, you know, remain true to yourself. But like I said, I look young and I have found that on days when I wear scrubs and my hair in a messy bun, my patients who don't know me act differently than when I come in and I'm in professional attire and I have makeup done and my hair is nicely put together. As much as we like our work to speak for itself, you have to get people to trust you in order to even get 
to do the work on them. And the fact is that if people are off-put by your appearance, they're not even really going to listen to what you have to say. As sad as that is, it's a true fact. Okay, so let's assume that you've got your appearance down and you're coming off professionally in the way that you look. Then it's going to transition into the way that you talk to patients. So when you are providing someone with a treatment plan, explain why. Don't just tell them what you're going to do. Backing treatment plans up with science instantly gives you credibility and puts patients at ease. Now, I'm not saying go into the molecular pathway of how a given medication works. Use plain language, not medical jargon, but people are a lot more likely to understand where you're coming from in a treatment if you can break it down for them in terms of why you're doing what you're doing. If you can explain something in a way that makes sense to a patient, you're helping to build that credibility because people follow what seems logical to them. Another thing that I've seen pretty much all successful clinicians do well is to warn their patients of the potential things that may go wrong. One of our attendings in my residency always says, under promise and over deliver. So by telling a patient all the things that might happen to them as a given side effect or as part of a treatment, you are preparing them so if it doesn't happen, you look like a hero. You look like you pulled something great off. And then if it does happen, they'll think that you know your stuff and were prepared for the side effects that might come. One quote that I have seen that I really love that kind of puts this into perspective is, what you warn a patient about prior to treatment is perceived as wisdom, and what you tell a patient after a problem arises is viewed as an excuse. Being honest and accountable to your patients helps to build credibility. Patients will have a greater confidence in what you do if they know that you're going to be upfront with them if something goes wrong. And by the same token, refer if necessary. From what I've seen, patients actually really appreciate when you send them to a specialist because they know that when you think something is kind of out of your wheelhouse, you will help them get to the person that can best care for them. And then in turn, when you are treating them under your own care, they're confident that you feel that you are actually equipped to handle whatever problem they may have. Another super important thing that I've really seen a lot of young doctors struggle with is demeanor. So patients may not understand medicine and won't totally get all the steps of the procedure that you may be doing or when you're examining them, what you're looking for. However, people can read you. So if you don't give off the vibe that you know what you're doing when you're doing an exam or working on a procedure, people can tell because when you are concentrating hard on the task that you're doing, um, you know, maybe sweating a little bit or gritting your teeth, the patient is staring at you the entire time. So if you're in a situation where you're not sure or you need a minute to collect yourself, it's way better if you just excuse yourself, 
take a minute, catch your breath, or if you need to go look something up because you're unsure, do that rather than sweat it out in front of the patient because people can tell when you give off the vibe that you're struggling. And not only does it make you look inexperienced and reduce your credibility, but it makes patients uncomfortable. Nobody wants to feel like the person working on them has no clue what they're doing. So it's better for all parties involved if you can kind of get that under control. And I know it's difficult to focus on so many things at once and how you're coming off to patients when you're not super comfortable with the procedures that you might be doing. But I have found that when I pay more attention to how I'm coming off to patients, it actually makes it easier to do whatever procedure I'm doing because the patient's feeling about the situation can make things a lot more difficult. So if your patient is apprehensive, they're much more likely to be sensitive to what you're doing, say things are painful, jump, say they need a break. And in dentistry, it's really difficult to work on a patient if they're moving around or constantly fidgeting. So that can add a whole layer of stress to a procedure that will make your time even tougher. This is one of the simplest things you can do. And honestly, it's a win-win because it makes patients feel better and it makes it easier for you to do the work that you need to do. So to kind of put everything into perspective, I recently watched a TED Talk by a guy named Barry Posner. He wrote a book on leadership called The Leadership Challenge. And basically, he was part of a study where they asked people across all different fields what they would look for in a leader. And some of the consistent things that they found was that people wanted somebody who was competent, honest, forward-thinking, and inspirational. So you really just want to ask yourself, in my actions, do I demonstrate to them my competency, my honesty, my enthusiasm, and passion? Do I show them what it is that I care about? You need to be able to tell the truth, tell your patients what's important and why it's important. And people also appreciate those who are always learning and striving to get better. You have to be willing to take a stand and have an opinion. There's different ways of treating patients, but you just need to pick what your mode is and be able to explain why might not be the same opinion as everyone else but people will respect you for taking a stance the truth is that people won't believe the message if they don't believe in the messenger and as a doctor it's really important that your patients believe in the care that you're giving them like i've said the key to credibility is trust and trust is a funny thing because it ebbs and flows with changes in society There's something called the Edelman Trust Report, and basically it's a survey that has been done for about 20 years, and they survey more than 34,000 people in over 28 countries, and they ask them things to get a feel for the way society is thinking about government, non-government agencies, business, and media. And what they found is that people this year in 2020 are basing trust on competence and ethics so on getting things done and doing the right thing in the process the interesting thing is that now we're seeing um that 
ethical drivers like integrity, dependability, and purpose drive 76% of trust capital of a company, while competence only accounts for 24%. So that means people are putting three times more weight on ethics than competence. And honestly, this is great if you're a young doctor because people are disenchanted with existing business and are looking for new people that are just genuinely good that they believe have their best interest in mind and this could actually give you an advantage over some older clinicians that are maybe set in their ways and feel like their clinical skill justifies why patients should want to come to them so now more than ever is a great opportunity to capitalize on public sentiment and just really treat people well make them understand where you're coming from and they won't care nearly as much about how much experience you have the truth is that if people believe that you're a good person with their best interests in mind that's all the credibility you need well i hope you guys have found this week's episode helpful and can start implementing some of these techniques into your practice right away if you're really loving the podcast, then I would really appreciate it if you could go and give us a review, share it with your friends so that we can help to reach more young doctors in need of personal and professional development. If you want more daily content, find us on Instagram at the White Coat Academy to get even more updates. All right, I'll catch you guys in the next one.